Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifted you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. Welcome to Axios Online. We're so honored you have joined us here today. We are so excited to get into this message, message with part two of Hurts and Pains. If you did not catch last week's message, you need to go catch last week's message. Go after this and, and really get into that message. Man, God is speaking to our church and our community and um, hope you continue to engage with us as we move forward in this message. Part two of Hurts and Pains. It, um, so last week we uncovered that on Hurts and Pains, we really believe that you know, there are people in our, in our life and, and around us that aren't stuck in life, you know, really because of resources, of money and, and situations. They're really stuck because hurts and pains that they have not dealt with in their life. And today we're going to kind of uncover another concept and another lens that we can look at through our hurts and pains. Because last week, we talked about there's two different lenses that we can look through our hurts and pains through. The first one is the lens of unforgiveness and victim. And we know that through that lens, it leads us to destruction in life. But then there's another lens that we can choose to operate in. And it's the, it's the lens of forgiveness and the lens of growth. And we said that, you know, our, our, our pains and hurts can 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 uh, look at we can look at it as it derailing us or we can look at it that god is growing something on the inside and he's building something on the inside for us to grow in him through our hurts and pains that our hurts and pains are not a, a disqualification it can actually be a, a a qualification to really push us to be who god's called us to be so today so last week we we couldn't uncover everything because you know we, we we were going through it but today i want to finish this message on um, part two or hurts and pains um, as we move forward in this sermon series called Can I? So today is Can I Have Your Hurts and Pains Part 2. So we want you to right now get your Bibles out, get your notepads out, get your cup of coffee, sit down uh, uh, and engage with us, okay? We really want you to really um, be with us as we move forward because I really believe God wants you, wants to speak to you in this time, but we want you to make sure you're focused on what's happening here. And then also, you know, if you have something that God is speaking to you or you like what you, something that you hear, connect with us in our comments. There's people right now wanting to connect with you in the comments. So do that right now. So here we go. Are you ready? Hurts and pains? Let's, let's do this. So we're going to talk about today is um, actually your hurts and pains, a different perspective. I believe the enemy battles us more whenever we feel life is in silence. Today we're talking about, you know, dealing with the silence on the inside and how the silence can really hurt us if we don't navigate our hurts and pains in a, in a right way. Isolation is completely scary when, if, when, when we're dealing with hurts and pains in our life. The enemy wants us to keep us in our hurts and pains isolated and, and alone and, and, and bogging and leaving it down and not talking about it and not, not growing through it. He wants us to keep it on the inside so we're not effective on the outside. That's how the enemy really uh, wants to affect our hurts and pains. It's in the silence where we make decisions that we, we kind of regret because we're 
we're not dealing with it, we're just holding it in. And today we want to talk about our voice through our hurts and pains, how our voice matters, how our declaration matters. It, you know, um, the enemy comes and today we're going to put the enemy on notice. We're going to put him on notice to say enough is enough. We're not going to keep this stuff inside anymore. We're going to move forward. We're going to grow. We're going to use our voice to declare the promises that God has for us. We're not going to live in silence anymore. We're going to live in freedom. But we have to deal with this concept of silence on the inside. Because when we're silent on the inside, the, the enemy comes in and whispers lies to us and whispers, you know, the um, um, conditions about our lives to us that are not true. But then we take it as our identity and we move forward in life thinking that we're something that God has never called us to be because we're living in the silence. See, let's talk about different solutions that if we don't focus, if we don't know how to work in the silence, to work these silent issues in our life, how it can, that, that that's not the solution to live in, but living the solution of freedom in our life when we speak the promises of God in our life. Your voice matters. Your declaration matters. And we're going to unfold that here um, today. So number one, let's go to our first um, point about dealing with this silence. It, uh, it's, it's number one silence lies that you're the only one dealing with this issue silence is a liar and tells you you're the only one dealing with this see when when we come to the uh, understanding that and 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 the lie that man I'm the only one dealing with this. Everybody looks like they have their life all together and, and I'm dealing with this hurt and pains. I'm the only one dealing with this. Have you been there before? Have you been there where you, where you tell yourself that lie like, you know, I see this person and, and they're not dealing with what I'm dealing with and you tell your lie and it isolates you on an on, on a island all alone that I'm the only one. See, when you feel like you're the only one, there's no hope in your life. And God's called us to live a life full of hope. But when we listen to the lie of silence on the inside and not take and vocalize our issues to God, we, 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 we live on the inside and there's no hope on the outside because we're keeping everything on the inside. And we start listening to the lie that I'm the only one. I'm the only one dealing with issues. I'm the only one dealing with this, this sin issue. I'm the only one that deals with these hurts and pains. And that's a lie because we all are dealing with issues in our life. And if we come to the understanding and the realization that God can take our issue and make it to something great, that we don't have to keep it on the inside, you're not the only one dealing with it. There's people that can surround you to help you through this situation in life. And there's a God that loves you so much that doesn't look at your issue and puts you down. He doesn't look at your issue and takes away the promises that he has for your life but no he looks at you and says I can do something with that mess and make it a message but you have to stop listening to the lie that you're the only one you're not the only one you can you can get through this this is where the enemy thrives in our life where he can whisper lies and saying, you're the one. You're, you're the only one dealing with this situation. You see that person? They have a better life than you. It's a lie that he uses all the time. But in reality, you are not alone. You are not alone in dealing this in your life. I want to give a quick little shout out to our Wednesday night men's group. If you have not connected, if you're a man out there and you have not connected to our Wednesday night men's Zoom group, it's, we have it every other Wednesday. You need to because, um, man, we have men 
that, that, that come to these Zoom groups, that we talk raw and real about life issues, and we don't, we, we, we don't keep it in. We don't have the, the silent moments because we understand as men um, that when we keep it silent, men, we, we start dealing with stuff on the inside that we can't handle, and we start making stupid decisions in life. That's the same thing with everybody. Man, there's, a, there's this thing on the inside that we struggle and battle with is the silence. It's this thing that we're trying to hold down that, to, that if anybody really knew what I was dealing with, they wouldn't like me. If anybody really knew what I was, what I was thinking, they would think I'm a weird. But I'm here to tell you, you are not alone. There's a God that says, I'm there every step of the way. I'm walking this thing out of you. You're not weird. You're not disqualified. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in me, but you have to declare that I would not live in silence. I would not listen to the lies of the enemy, and I'm going to use my voice to say the hurts and pains, they might be real, but I'm going to be overcomer on the other side of it because God is with me. See, when you listen to the lie that you're the only one, you can't function and have an overcomer mentality. See, and when you have that, you lose your drive, you lose your, you lose your, you lose your mind, you lose your hope, you, and you start doubting. We need to fight against the silent things in our life, and we need to open our mouth and tell the enemy that enough is enough. I might be in the issue, but it's not going to overtake me because I have a God that loves me every step of the way. You're not alone. You are not alone. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10 says, fear not, for I am with you. Um, be, do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You are not alone. You are not alone in this issue. God is there with you. And surround yourself with people that is going to uplift you in this time. You're not alone. Silence is a killer. And we need to learn how to deal with that through our hurts and pains. Number two, silence robs us from the blessing of confession. Silence robs us from the blessing of confession. There's something that God gives us. It is called confession. And it's a jewel that we don't use a lot in our life. And, and, and the reality in our culture, it, 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 confession is no more. It, the, our culture tells us to hide it in. You can deal with it. You, you, you're, you're the owner of your own issues. But I'm here to tell you, there's a God that says, when you confess with your mouth, things happen in your life. God knows your thoughts, but he wants to hear your voice. He knows what you're thinking, but when you declare things out of your voice, things change in your atmosphere because you're saying, God, I'm not choosing to keep this on the inside. I'm choosing to let it go and give it to you and put my voice in the atmosphere so things can change. I'm not keeping it on the inside. I'm not hiding anymore, God. I'm going to speak out the things and the promises you have for my life. God knows our thoughts, but he wants, you, he wants to hear your voice. Confession releases the pains and the hurts and the sins in our life that no longer is going to kill us on the inside. Have you been there before where you have an issue, you have a problem, and you, you feel like you can't tell anybody else, and it like kills you on, it like, it like deteriorates you on the inside where, you, where, where you, you have that fake smile on the outside, but then on, when you're alone, you're depressed and you're hurting because you're dealing with something on the inside. God is saying when you confess with your mouth, mouth and declare that, man, I'm dealing with something and talk to somebody and talk to God that, and he get it out, he can do something with it. But when we hold it in, we're saying, God, I can do this. I can handle it on my, my own. 
and I'm, I'm the one that can fix my problems. But I'm here to tell you today, you can't. There's an all-supreme God. There's a God that loves you, but you can't fix your problems alone. And why would you want to? When there's a God that knows the end from the beginning, that he's the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end. He's writing the script of your life. I'm here to tell you when you, can, you put your hands in the hands of God, God can do miraculous things. Can I have your hurts and pains, says the Lord. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13 says it like this. Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses uh, con confesses and forsakes it, then he will obtain mercy. It's literally telling us whoever conceals their transgression, conceals their issues, they will not prosper. But when we confess and we forsake, he gives us mercy in our life. John chapter 4 verse 15 says this, whoever confesses that Jesus Christ is, is God, God will abide in him and he in God. Romans chapter 10, verse 10, it says, for with the heart, one believes and is justified and with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. See, you wanna be saved in your life from the issues that are happening on the inside? Let's start talking about some things. Let's start being real. Let's stop holding it in. Because when we hold it in, it just festers and, and infects our life. But when we speak out and say, listen, I'm dealing with this sin issue. I'm dealing with this sexual issue. And you get people around you that are not going to condemn you, but are going to lift you up. And you go to a God that says, God, I know you know my thoughts. I know you know what I'm dealing with. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to be completely honest. When you're honest with God, God can, be, can do something with your life, with the life and the and ability of honesty. In, 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 in your world, in your life. See, God wants you to speak it. Because when you speak it, it's really a declaration to say that I'm going to change it. That I want to change it. It's a surrender to saying, God, I'm not holding it in. I'm not concealing it. I'm letting it go. In reality, the weight of the world will come off your shoulders. And yet, you'll still have issues. And yes, you still have pains and hurts. But you're saying, God, I'm surrendering it to you and I'm letting it out. It's not a secret anymore. I'm giving you even my inner secret thoughts is yours. Can I have it, says the Lord? Can I use it? Can, can I do something with it? See, back in Bible times, to have this confession, to, to confess your sins to, to God, it wasn't really a, a way to do that. So what they would do, you know, once a year they would come and you would come to a priest and that priest will, um, will take your sins and do a sacrifice and then go through this curtain called the whole, and then the other side of that curtain would be the Holy of Holies. And the, the priest will basically confess your sins to God because that's where the, the presence of God rests. But here's the great news. Here's the encouraging news for you today. There's a, God, there's a man named Jesus that came to this world, that died on a cross, that rose on the third day. And when he was on that cross, it said that that veil was torn in two. And it was gave 
give you access to the creator. The creation and the creator are now connected once again. There's no, there's no separation between us and God anymore. When he got on that cross and he did it for you, he said, not, on, no, not only am I dying for your sins, but I am tore, tearing down the separation between me and you. Now you have full access to me. So what is he saying? When your hurts and your pains and your sins are on the inside, I'm tearing down the veil of your protection in your life. Let it open. Get me in. I want to know. I want to be a part and I want to walk this thing out. Aren't you glad that there's a God that loves us enough that came down from heaven in the form of a man to die on a cross for us and to, to split the curtain in half to give access to the one who created us? Aren't you glad that Jesus paid it all for us to have access to him. No longer do we need to go to somebody to, to confess our sins. No, we can go straight to the throne room of God. As a matter of fact, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, it says it like this. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne room of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need. Let me, let's break that down real fast. It didn't say, let's come boldly when things are happening good. Let's come boldly when the finances are great. Let us go come boldly when all your kids know Jesus. Let's come boldly when, when, when all the, the, the plans are working out great. No, it says in times of need. Let us run boldly to the throne room of grace so we can obtain the mercy that we need in our life. So you are not disqualified when you have issues in your life and hurts and pains. Matter of fact, God is saying when you have those hurts and pains, when you're dealing with those issues, that's when I come into play. Come boldly to me and I will give you rest. The veil is torn. There's no separation. So we should not have separation in our life. We need to come to him and declare the issues that we have so he can declare some promises that he has over our life your life is not over you're not alone you can do this you can do this confession is hard because in reality it puts the mirror in front of our face and we have to deal with us we, we have to deal with our issues before our issues deal with us confession puts us in check and puts us in alignment to let him know that he's God and we're not. He's God and we're not. See, in reality, confession is a gift. It is not a curse. But what does this world tell us? Don't tell your issues. Keep it in. That's a lie. We need to confess to God and also come around people that are gonna uplift us. Get around people that are not gonna condemn you when you tell them something that is gonna, that, that, that is very uh, dear to your heart or something that you're dealing with. You need to get around people. Listen, I'm here to tell you about some friends real fast. If you have friends that are always yes, 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 that's not a good friend. You need a friend that is gonna push you to confession. You need a friend that's gonna make you grow in confession, to not tell you about all your issues and all your life problems, no, but to let you know that through confession, you can grow in God and also let it out so you're not festering in. You need people around you, accountability, to get you pushing towards getting it out in your life. The last thing I want to talk about today, you know, first, uh, we talked about, you know, silence tells you a lie that you're the only one. Silence 
neglects the, this, this promise and this, this gift that we have a confession. And number three, silence builds walls around our praise. Silence builds walls around our praise. Your praise is a weapon against the enemy. How do I know? The, the devil himself was the worship leader of heaven. And when, when Jesus kicked him out of heaven, you know, he, he went down and he went down hard. And you know why he, he fights you all the time? Because you took his job. Because we're supposed to be worshiping God on a constant basis. We are the worshipers. It says God inhabits the praises of his people. So when, here's the thing, let me, give, let me, let me help you. Whenever you praise, the enemy gets madder. Because you, not only are you doing his job, but you're doing his job a lot better than he can. So whenever life hits and you're dealing with hurts and pains, what the enemy wants you to do is build walls around your, about around your praise. Have you ever been in an issue when, when you're dealing with something and you go to church and you can't even worship God? It's because the enemy's trying to fight you because he's trying to whisper lies that you can't worship God whenever you're dealing with this. You can't worship God dealing with this sin issue. You can't deal with worship God when you have this unforgiveness. But I'm here to tell you and put the enemy on notice that greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. He is in the world. And when I have issues, God is calling us to praise him, to worship him, because we worship through our issues. Not we, we don't soak in our problems and in our issues our praise is the weapon that is going to keep us the silence and setting us into freedom if you praise through your hurts and pains it's a, like a weapon like no other it is saying god i'm going to give you glory god i'm going to praise you even though i'm dealing with it even though i don't understand it i'm going to lift up a praise i'm going to use the weapon you've given me because i am fearfully and wonderfully made in you in the book of acts acts chapter 16 you can go read it later there's a story about two guys named paul and silas paul and silas were in a prison have you ever felt like you're in a prison in your praise that you can't lift up a praise to god because of the things you're dealing with this is kind of where they were it said Paul and Silas were in a, a, a prison, I mean, dirty, nasty, wet prison, walls all around, chains all chained up and, and guard, guards all around. And they said, they said, listen, I'm here. But then it said on the midnight hour, in the darkest time in the night, it said they could have complained. Oh, man, I, why am I here? They could have they could have tried to negotiate their way out their way out. But what did they do? It said that a praise and, and, and a prayer and a praise started rising up into Paul and Silas's life. And they started singing praises to God in the midst of the prison. And what happened? It said that the chains fell and they were loose of their chains. Not only were they loose of their chains, they were loose chains of other people as well. And they walked out of that prison. Um, they walked out of prison free without bondage. I'm here to tell you today, there's a place in your life where you can have hurts and pains, but you can be released from the bondage of the enemy in your life. And you can walk out of this season. You can walk out of this, this area in your life and, and without chains, without bondage. And you can walk and live a life of freedom, but you have to rise up a praise in you. You got to get going. You you gotta, you gotta say, through my issue, I will praise. Through my situation, I will praise. Through my, through my divorce, I will praise. Through my situation, through, through my, through my marriage problems, I will praise. Through my financial, my financial problems, I will praise. Because when you praise, something it ignites the heart of God, and things happen in your life. But you have to break down the walls that we rise up. We need to rise up our praise in our life. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. 
It says this, through him who's, who let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise that is the fruit of our lips in acknowledging God's praise. In, in, in Psalms chapter 109 verse 30 says, with my mouth I will give a great thanks to God. I will praise him in the midst of the storm. In, in, in Psalms chapter 106 verse 1 says, praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his steadfastness love endures forever. When we open our mouth and praise the almighty God, we are releasing our issues and our problems and letting say, and, and we, when we lift our hands, it's an act of surrender. Say, God, I need you. You're the answer. You're the one. I don't need anything else, but I need you, Jesus. I need you in my life. We need to offer up praise in the midst of our hurts and pain. And as I close, your voice is powerful. Your declaration is powerful, especially when it has to deal with some hurts and pains and sin issues in our life. Don't listen to the lie of the enemy that you're in this alone. Matter of fact, you know, you, you, you have to stop listening to that lie. Stop listening to the lie that I'm not strong enough. I can't do this. Give it to Jesus. Open your mouth. Declare the goodness of God. You are not alone in dealing with this issue. Matter of fact, in Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16 says, Although, although the righteous person will fall seven times, he gets back up. You might have fallen, but get back up. Get that praise to rise back up. You might have failed uh, 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 last week. You might have failed an hour ago. But I'm here to tell you, don't stay in the midst of your hurts and pain. Step up and praise God because he can do something with your praise today. It's time for the power of confession. We need to get these things out. Stop letting it fester in our life. And we need to stop wasting our voice. We need to lift up a voice of praise in our life. We need to, in the midst of the storm, tell God how good he is because that ignites the heart of God and he is gonna be with you every step of the way. It's time to shout. It's time to shout. It's time to get these prison walls to come down in our life. It's time to get these bondages out of our life. Hurts and pains are real and they might hurt, but it's time to release them so we can step out of this prison free in Jesus' name. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you and we're in this together.